Hey, another great episode of Roundup is coming up next. If you like what you heard, please go online to redsearadio.org and donate, become a monthly sustaining member, and keep us on the air. Thank you and God bless. Good morning, Central Texas. This is Red Sea Roundup, and I am your froggy-throated host, Judy Como. We're live here at our studio at Red Sea Radio in a beautiful St. Mary's, looking out the window at a Hail Mary blue sky. And I'd like to wish all of our listeners a happy new year. Watch the old year die with a fond goodbye and our hopes as high as a kite. How can our love go wrong if we start the new Yeah, well, that was Frank. Uh, sorry, not Frank. Sinatra, that was Bing Crosby. <laughs> Let's start the new year off right from the movie Holiday Inn. Awesome. Yeah. That's, you know, I uh, am so totally in tune with the Holy Spirit when I'm taking a shower, as I was this morning, and hopped out. Hey, Thaddeus, get me some new. Was year that the song music. you were singing? No, I just thought of having it. I could hear. Um, What's his name who did the ball dropping all the time? American Bandstand. Uh, yeah. I know who you're talking about. I know. And Thaddeus and I have a thing that when we can't think of something, we do not Google it. No. Nope. We want to use our brains. Like we did in the old days. Like we did. You know, and hopefully I've reached a point in my life that I won't get arrested for anything. But if Wasn't I it, do, it was Dick somebody. Dick Clark. Dick Clark. Thank you. Ta-da. And he was... Ever young, you know, like he never aged. That was his thing. Right. But having the countdown and it's Mm -hmm. very familiar when Mm -hmm. you hear that. But uh, anyways, you did a great job of picking that song and it gave us a good springboard into what our show is going to be all about today. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's the season of Advent. Yeah. And we have a guest who will be uh, on after the break and her name is Suzanne Sammons and she's going to talk to us about all things Advent but particularly their book. Her and her husband wrote a book, The Jesse Tree, an Advent oh, Devotion. Fun. And uh, so I can't wait to talk about that. <clears throat> I don't want to overlook the fact that I am still thankful. Last week was Thanksgiving. I'm still thankful. Thankful for you, Thaddeus. Well, thank you, Judy. Thankful I'm thankful for, for you. I appreciate We're that. We're thankful for the radio station. We're thankful for all of our supporters. Uh, you know, we've got our new Immaculata Recurring Gift Society. Yes. We, love that. Love that, getting my email. Awesome. Love it. You know, Tell get, us more about it. Well, we're pushing out uh, extra content. So usually we try to have our guests uh, give us a little extra 10 or 15 minutes. And we push that out to our Immaculata Society members as a thank you. And we have some other uh, things that we're going to do for them over the course of the year. 
quarterly newsletter. We're going to have an open house for them. Um, maybe a, a meet and greet kind of a, a social thing halfway from the uh, benefit Benefit. dinner to the next one. Um, And this is something that's going to be for our Brazos Valley listeners or Central Texas listeners as well. Um, And anybody can join just by going to the website and signing up to make a monthly donation. And boy, we sure appreciate it. Yes, we would. Um, The lyrics to that song that you played, uh, old, let the old year die. With a fond goodbye, and let's start the new year right. And so for us as Catholics, our liturgical new year has begun. Indeed. Um, The ball dropped. Yes, it did. Change of color. On Sunday. Change of color. That's right. Got some purple going on. That's right. We celebrated the Christ, the King of the universe. Yes. And now we're moving back to starting to prepare for his coming again. Right. We've got... uh, just want to mention one thing before we move on to things that? that are coming up. Last night, I was very blessed to attend Mass at St. Anthony's. Yeah, I heard about uh, that. We talked uh, for building up to the receiving the first-class relic of St. Anthony. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had that information uh, on our show several times. And so on Tuesdays are now my St. Anthony Day where I'll go for at 4.30 to adoration. We pray the rosary. We have mass at 5.30. Um, and then we have veneration of the relic and a litany of St. Anthony and a blessing with the relic. And pray for St. Anthony's continued intercession. But last night, our pastor, Father Joseph Verickamackle, hosted two bishops from his home parish, home diocese in India. Wow. And four other Indian priests, uh, two of which, uh, Father Joseph and another uh, pastor of Smithville, I don't know the name of that parish, and two other, uh, all these priests are from India and were visiting last night. So uh, it's always very moving to see the body of Christ laid out in our 2,000-year tradition of the priesthood and bishops, and it's just very, very moving. But to know, no, no, we are so blessed by our priest, and to be blessed by the fact that they give everything for us. And these priests especially give their culture up, mm-hmm. their opportunities to visit their family, yeah. all, uh, all out of obedience to that, so it was a wonderful experience to be and love for us one, yes. to, to serve to serve us to go wherever they're asked to go to, to serve us absolutely. So um, give us the sacraments. Really thankful for that to be a part of that. So um, as uh, we've said, this is our new year, and we've got lots of things to talk about. Um, kind of got a big to do right at the beginning yes, of the new calendar do. year that's going to take place at St. Anthony's, right? The second annual. Red Sea Catholic Radio Family Retreat, Gonna which be you and I are helping so much to plan. Fun, yes, yeah, and it's you're a brainchild originally. I mean, you're well, the one who kind of the driving force behind it. You know, really kind of insisted on getting it going. It was, and I uh, just kind of jumped on board, just jumped on the bandwagon. Well, it, was some, it was a great experience that my family <clears throat> went to Alexandria, Louisiana, to a family retreat with another family. This was uh, years ago. Now, yes, my girls were little bitty and. Rusty and Tina Thompson and their two children's God rest his soul mm-hmm. um, experienced this, and I tried for many years to 
find the right avenue and venue to bring it about. And our Red Sea Apostolate was the perfect um, organization to uh, sponsor vehicle. this. Perfect vehicle, vehicle for there it. There you go. And so uh, give us the details of that retreat. Yeah, so we're going to, our, our theme for this year is being present in our families through the real presence. So connecting greater devotion and reception of the Eucharist to being uh, more there for one another in the family, greater peace, greater unity, simplifying life in the family, observing the liturgical calendar uh, more consciously. Yeah. That's what some of our breakout sessions right. are going to speak to. And we're going to have Greg and Julie Alexander come in from San Antonio. They are 17 year long experts on marriage and family um, health and wellness, you might say. Mm-hmm. Doing um, our keynote. Right. They're going to do our keynote. They're going to speak to the men and the women separately as well. And it's all going to be at St. Anthony's on Friday night, January 5th, Saturday day January 6th. Yes. and Breakfast, lunch, catered, potluck dinner the night before, little <laughs> BYOB meet and mingle. You all know what the B stands for. Um, registration's open now. Go to redcradio.org slash retreat. a very affordable event for a family to per attend and have... Person? No. no. Per family. <laughs> per family, folks. Absolutely. And aside from the family, fun, food, fellowship. We're going to have Eucharistic adoration. We're yes, going we to are. have a mass Saturday morning. Divine uh, Mercy Chaplet. Divine Mercy Chaplet. All the families three. together doing it. Lots of movement, excitement, yep. uh, daycare for your toddlers. Mm-hmm. Uh, the children will have uh, activities that will be led by the Folklore mm-hmm. uh, Bring them back. Yep. So it's just a great opportunity. So don't save the date. Register. Register right now. Spots are Do filling that. up. Yes. Filling up fast. Um, so get in there, get registered. Absolutely. Do it. Um, as we've said many times, we want to keep talking about this is the season of Advent. We're not at Christmas yet. I went out to eat yesterday and I was got uncomfortable with the music, the Christmas music already. It made me uncomfortable. So let's not skip over this. I'm not beautiful... so bad off now. At least we're after Thanksgiving now. But, but when it's... <laughs> Before Thanksgiving, I think that's a little bit... Just a bit much, but uh, something that uh, we can do here locally, a dear friend of mine, Carol Wiggins, is here in the studio this morning to talk about a great local opportunity for us to really embrace uh, Advent here. Carol is a woman who wears many hats at our St. Joseph Parish here. And uh, Carol, tell us about this particular hat and why you want the rest of our listeners to hear about this uh, event coming up. Yes, Judy. Welcome. Thank you. Um, I'm happy to be here. Um, The hat I'm wearing today is actually president of the Women's Guild of St. Joseph's. And um, we are having our annual Advent coffee and Advent by candlelight coming up next week. It's always held the first weekend of Advent or the first during the first week of Advent. Um, And it's really a time to really set our hearts right and put our hearts in the Advent season in preparing ourselves for the coming of Christ um, and for the birth of Christ and the nativity. Um, And it's really the start of our Advent season. And it, it's a wonderful, wonderful event. Um, and it's actually two events. We do it two times. Um, we do the Advent Coffee. will be on Wednesday, December 6th at 10 o'clock. 
at the Parish Activity Center. And um, we started doing that um, for those that don't want to get out in the evening, Mm -hmm. you know, now that it's getting darker earlier, so on and so forth, or they've got evening jobs or evening families or whatever else. Um, They can come and enjoy coffee. We do a brunch um, and we have a program. We uh, get the elementary school kids. Some of them come over and they sing Christmas songs with us um, or Advent songs. Uh, (laughs) Watch it. I am not the Advent police. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it's a great, great time and we really enjoy it. Um, And then on Thursday night, Wednesday, December 7th, starting at 630, we have our Advent by Candlelight. And that is for anybody who wants to come. Um, And we will have a program and we sing Christmas songs. Um, We do a lot of fellowship. We have coffee and wassail and hostesses bring desserts to serve, um, little munchies, that type of stuff. Um, and then we sing, like I said, Christmas songs, and we end with um, a candlelight candlelight song at the end. And again, it's just a time to really prepare ourselves for the Advent season. Oh, I have, um, and friends are made at this oh, event because um, I don't know, I've never been, but I do have a, a friend from St. Anthony's who's the president of our uh, Ladies' Altar Society and happened to be seated next to someone who she'd never met before. And now two years later, they're fast friends. And it's just a wonderful opportunity to, again, witness the workings of the body of Christ when we can come together as um, friends, new friends, and have this opportunity just to slow down and really embrace the season of Advent. And it's a a great opportunity. So, uh, Carol, how can our listeners... Uh, repeat the contact yes. or how they can uh, well, find out more about it. So there is um, some information on the St. Joseph's Women's Guild website that they can go to. If you just go to stjosephbcs.org and then select Women's Guild under Ministries, you can find out the Advent information. Um, we do, for both events, we have women that host, um, host tables and they... Um, they will decorate. So everybody, every woman that hosts the table decorates the table. Right. And so we get all sorts of different decorations and, and themes and content. And some are very, very elegant. Some are very, very simple. But they all have that Christmas and theme to them. And it's just so wonderful to see all the different decorations and see all the creativity that these ladies have. Uh, we have a very um, similar uh, event, and um, at one time we would use our own, bring our own china, yes. and to see some ladies who've been married for sixty years mm. and their beautiful vintage china, yes. and uh, as you said, the the creativity, um, and we too have uh, formed this more around Advent, uh, not our quotation marks Christmas party. But it's an Advent celebration. But the creativity of some—I'm uh, not really a detail person myself. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> but um, it is a lot of fun, and you know, as you said, some of them just so very simple. And yeah. uh, one year, I love to decorate. <laughs> I, I have a very hard time coming up with ideas, but when I see something that I like, mm-hmm. I can do it. Oh, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, if you're talking about this event, if you're talking about my home, I'd rather just clean my house. <laughs> 
<laughs> then decorate it or let's clean it first and then put that tree up. But uh, one of my favorite ones, uh, someone used like um, campfire, the uh, blue and white speckled camping dishes and had like charcoal and yes. a naughty and nice table. Right. And <laughs> yep. It was a lot of fun. Yep. A lot of fun. Well, this year for both events, we have a speaker coming in. His name is Dr. Tim Logan. He is a professor at Texas A&M with um, Atmospheric Sciences. And he is, the, the title of his presentation is The End of the World, The Coming of a New Hope. But he is going to be showing us the um, astrology behind the stars that the three wise men would have seen um, and followed to find the manger and to find the baby Jesus. Um, There's a lot of science behind all of that that we just don't understand, but it also, for lack of a better word, is proof of what these men would have seen to bring these gifts to the baby Jesus. Um, In addition, he's also going to be tying in the stars with the um, the holy day for Our Lady of Guadalupe, um, because that's also all rooted in science oh, and in the astrology. Oh, it is the most fascinating thing. Yes, and he has a really good presentation and talk about it, and this is his area of expertise, and he's got the science behind it, and we're really excited to have him come and speak, and he will be speaking at both events. Both, both events. Yes. at the We're so blessed to have him come and do both of them. It was just... I'm there. It was God's you hand in bringing him in. It really was God's <laughs> hand in bringing him in because we went through a lot of different loops to get in contact with him, and we got in contact with Deacon Fernandez, and and he was like, well, you're in luck. I just was in mass with him. And oh he said goodness. it was okay for me to give you his phone number. And we're like, you know, Yay. it could not have worked out any better. It was absolutely fantastic. And um, so we're really excited about having him come and talk um, and show us the presentation. And the, I mean, he'll have some PowerPoint slides, that type of right. stuff so, to uh, show us. Uh, he'll relate like uh, the... Uh, Our Lady of Guadalupe, her her gown, if you blow it up, is yes. so said the mm-hmm. exact the, sky. The, yes, the exact sky of the winter solstice um, on December 12th. Was it 1531, Ooh, I think? Don't get me lying. <laughs> Not yeah, sure of when I think. It, I think. Uh, I when don't she quote appeared me on to that. Yeah. Saint- but, um, but yeah, because that was the winter solstice, and the 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 gown that she's depicted in is said to be that exact sky that of the stars at the time of of her appearance. Well, that is amazing. It I is. am so thrilled to hear the details of this, and um, we want to uh, ask you to repeat the days and how we register and uh, times and all the details. We want to run that through one more time before yes, we go to a break. Of course. So um, Wednesday, December sixth at ten o'clock. Um, at St. Joseph Parish Activity Center is where it's going to be at, is the Advent Coffee. And then um, Thursday, December 7th at 6.30 p.m., again at the Parish Activity Center. Um, registration details, of course, it's it's in our bulletin. I believe it's in bulletins in some of the other parishes as well. Um, you can go to St. Joseph's website, uh, stjosephbcs.org, and... Um, Go to the Women's Guild under Ministries and then Advent. You kind of follow your way through there, and um, there's information there. There's also phone numbers on the website that you can call to actually register. We do 
prefer for people to call in, especially if you want to host a table. And we do need hostesses for tables. Um, they just need to come and be, to decorate if they need help with stuff. We're more than happy to help them. And then they provide a dessert for the candlelight, for the coffee. We just ask everybody to bring, you know, something for the brunch. It's just kind of a potluck type of thing, which is um, a lot of fun. And then um, you can also call the St. Joseph's Church office um, and... Sounds They'll get great. you everywhere oh, you need I'm, to go. I am just so thrilled that you uh, offered to come today to be here and tell us about this event. Stick with us, listeners, and we'll be talking more about Advent and ways to celebrate. Welcome back to Red Sea Roundup and our wacky, crazy live programs. Things just aren't perfect sometimes, and we're having difficulty connecting with our planned guest. And so uh, shooting from the hip and willing to stick around as my new guest today (laughs) is going to continue to be Carol Wiggins. Uh, Carol, thanks for sticking around. And uh, between you and me and Thaddeus and... uh, can't even remember your name. Uh, we're going <laughs> to kick around some Michael. Michael. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's not like that doesn't happen to me on a daily basis. Michael. Up. Uh, yes. oh. Got the mic turned off. Michael, are you there? It's all right. There no worries. Go. I'm just the intern. It's okay. <laughs> You're, uh, we, we appreciate uh, all that you do for our uh, station. Uh, Michael's my first time I yeah. met him. He was like mixing and producing and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. But that, what better way to learn than to be thrown into the fire, right? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I'm a fire thrower. <laughs> so, uh, so today uh, the focus of our show uh, is going to be Advent and um, embracing the season of Advent um, without moving fast forward into uh, the Christmas season. And um, as we continue to reach our guest, um, we, I think Carol gave some details of the uh, Advent event that's coming up uh, in our bulletin. And our every parish that you go to has a bulletin, and I think it's a maligned, much underappreciated avenue of information. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. You know, people, I didn't know about that. Don't you read exactly. the bulletin? Don't you read the bulletin? It's more than your receipt for going to church. It actually has very good information Proof in that it. you were there. <laughs> what was the, uh, you know, when you were kids having to answer your parents, did you go to Mass? Yes. Where's the bulletin? Exactly. What was the gospel mm. about? God. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> that never happened to you, huh, Michael? Oh, no. I mean, I was never in charge of getting the bulletin. Um <laughs> And usually we we always went to to mass as a family, so it wasn't I didn't, didn't usually have, have to. to prove. But I think at one point, um, whenever we went out of town, we had to prove um, for our confirmation students that they had gone to mass out of town. So my mom would grab a bulletin from the out of town parish, and the 
She would have the pastor sign yeah, the bulletin. Well, I, we require we our, at St. Anthony's, we re- require that of our confirmation students to get that done. And I mean, priests are fine with it. They know that's what it's for and everything. Mm-hmm. So uh, we, growing up, we went to Mass as a family. Also, here in Bryan, uh, we have a mission church, San Salvador, which is in, in my backyard. And we had 10 o'clock Mass. And I have two brothers and two sisters. Five children, two parents, so two of us had to sit side by side. There was no way that they could separate all of us. And <laughs> we, uh, you wanted to be the last one in the pew, so you got to put the envelope in the basket. Oh, it was yeah. a real big deal, and my brother and I would kind of elbow trying to, you go first and all this stuff. It's a constant battle. Along with, <clears throat> I have no problem saying that I'm 60 years old, so I lived, I do remember pre-Vatican II. And uh, oh, having yeah. to wear a chapel veil as a requirement now it's uh, coming back as, it uh, as is. a new devotion. But when you had to do it as a ten-year-old, you did not want to do it. Uh, I have two sisters, and we had three of the not the longer veil, just the I think it even had a name. But two of them were flat, and one of them kind of had this crowny vibe to it. And of course, you didn't want to wear that one. But so as we would get up, we'd go snag them. And I got stuck with the crown one. And I'm like, I'm not wearing that. So I left it at home. Guess what? You got a Kleenex bobby oh, pin yeah. on your head. So there is no simple solution. But uh, anyways, growing up Catholic is a wonderful thing. But it is. Um, <clears throat> as I digressed from the bulletin, what I wanted to mention is that at St. Anthony's, uh, we're very blessed with the insert called Growing in Faith. And um, there's lots of Advent information. Um, Carol, does your family have an Advent tradition that you... We have um, the last, I just want to say four, five, six years or so, we have done actually a Jesse tree in our home. Um, And... It started, um, a bunch of women got together and said, let's do an ornament exchange. And we each took a couple of days and we brought enough Jesse Tree ornaments for everybody that was there. And then we exchanged. And so we got just a wide, wide variety of, of ornaments and the verses that are represented with those ornaments and so on and okay, so forth. So can we, uh, I know you just mentioned that you did a teaching with your sixth grade class on the Jesse Tree. So could you help our listeners understand what a Jesse tree is, what this devotion is. And, and as Carol is talking about it, I want to talk about the resource, the Jesse tree and Advent devotion as uh, a wonderful resource of the. I think that's actually one of the sites that I use to get some yeah. of the information well, the guest I needed. <laughs> who we cannot get a hold to on the phone this morning uh, is a, a family, a, a homeschooling family that tried to have this devotion and couldn't find the resources for it. So So they made their own devotion. And it's a wonderful, wonderful uh, resource. And uh, one of the great things about talking about it today is that we still have time to learn what the Jesse tree is and maybe can implement it in your family before this weekend. Yes. Yeah. So the Jesse tree, um, it stands for the root. And Jesse is the root of the lineage of of Christ and actually to um, David. And um, it starts with the creation and goes through all of the different stories that 
lead up to the birth of Christ. So it's really going through that lineage of Christ and all the stories that are in the Bible that show you this is where Christ came from. You know, here are the prophecies and the people that went through it and everything else and the stories that are behind that leading up to that birth of Christ. So um, uh, it's, it's like Christ's family tree mm-hmm. is essentially, you know, kind of what it is. And you can make ornaments. There are a lot of, there's a lot of resources online where people um, like this um, Suzanne that created just printable ornaments that you could just print out and you can have your kids color. And the idea is um, there's really no wrong way of doing it. Some people will start on the first Sunday of Advent. Other people will start and do it like an Advent calendar where they start on the first of December and go through um, Christmas Day. Um, Some people will start right after Thanksgiving, like this year, this week here between Thanksgiving and the first Sunday of Advent is not really Advent, but some people yeah, will just I, start I early. I didn't realize that um, my husband is in formation for the diaconate, and we do morning prayer together, liturgy of the hours, and uh, and once you figure out how to flip that book from one area to the next, and so... I, I, I rely on my app on my phone, but I've always wanted to learn how to do well, that. <laughs> we we will check ourselves. We have the books, but we'll check the app just to make sure. But yeah. I was like, honey, it's the first week of Advent. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> I know. It's it's a really strange liturgical year. Well, this I imagine year. that must happen every seven years. Yeah, when it you ever, have does happen Christmas every so Eve often. fall on the last yes. week. Uh, Sunday of yeah. uh, Advent. So so the idea with the Jesse tree is that you start with the day and you'll start with like the creation and you'll take out the ornament for that represents the creation. And like I said, it can be a printed on uh, ornament that you color. You can create something like I've got one that is a globe um, and it has the earth painted on it or whatever. So you've got all sorts of different things that you can do. Um, and then as you put it on the tree, you read the Bible verse that is behind that ornament. So what that ornament represents, and you read that Bible verse that goes with that ornament. Um, and you read that with your children or let your children read it. Um, and this is a tree similar to you a can Christmas do, tree. So or, at my house, yes, I have a small tree that we put it on. Some people will take just branches mm-hmm, and you do it like that. Um, the ones that we did in my uh, religious education class, my sixth grade class, is we actually did, it was like three feet by four feet um, felt that you put on the wall on and the they wall. just created this thing and then they pin, they'll pin up the ornaments each year. So we wanted to be able to give the families if they didn't want to get a a tree or a limb or something else that they could just stick it on the wall and they could do that with the kids as well. There's really not a wrong way to do it. It's all about teaching your kids and your family about that history of Christ and that lineage of Christ that builds up into Christmas. Wonderful. Well, Thaddeus, do you have some good news for me? I've got some great news. We've got Suzanne Salmons on the line with us, and I think what y'all can start out by doing, obviously welcoming her, but then kind of fill her in on where you've gone so far. Mm-hmm. Suzanne, gl- Are you great here, to have Suzanne? you. Yes, thank you. Girl, I apologize. Technology these I days, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, you know what? It worked out just the way uh, it needed to be. Uh, welcome. Welcome. Uh, I'm Judy, the host, and um, 
one of your number one fans happened to be my earlier guest this morning, has a lot of knowledge about your, your book. Uh, Carol is here with us. So, uh, Suzanne, Wonderful. if you could uh, introduce yourself and um, segue into how you and your family, I think it's such an awesome uh, event that you saw a need and you fulfilled it on, you know, okay, I, yeah. we don't have this resource, so we're going to write one. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. We have been using the Jesse Tree Devotion since we were married and um, had our first little one. So that's about 20 years ago now for us. And we were never thrilled with the books we had. We've actually had several over the years trying to find one that we thought was just right. And there were times when my husband would start to read the reflection and just say, uh, never mind, and put the book down. And he would he would extemporaneously give a wonderful reflection on the scripture for the day. And so I thought year after year, I should write down what he's saying. This is good stuff. <laughs> and we don't have what we really want. So eventually, uh, we did write down those reflections, and they became this book. Wow. I'm, uh, I, I am in awe of your uh, 20-year devotion. <laughs> As I was researching to do this interview, I was like, oh, my gosh, the only thing my family's done consistently for 20 years is eat. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, well, that's an important yes, thing, too. I have to say, I... I I like change. I, I like to change things up. And so I'm not always the best with family traditions either. But the first time we did this um, with, with something I knew from my childhood, my husband really fell in love with it because of his love for the Bible. And this really um, draws you into scripture during Advent. And so because we both loved it, I think that's why it's it's been we've been able to continue. Okay. Can you uh, tell our listeners... Uh how they can find this resource within the next couple of days to uh, jumpstart their Advent uh, into this devotion. Yes, you can go to our website, which is called jessietreedevotion.com, and you can find out more about the book there and see some sample pages and order the book. There's a link right there. Awesome. So, um, Suzanne, tell us about your family and um, other, I I know that your husband has written other books also, and um, after you do that, if you could, uh, let's talk about, we're going to get this started, order the book, maybe some supplies that you might need, and Mm -hmm. uh, I know that uh, in reading up on it that you have children of a wide variety of ages and how you apply this uh, within your family for even college uh, children. Yes, that was very important to us. So about our family, we our oldest is 20 and our youngest is two, and we have seven, seven children. And so um, one of the things I did besides thinking about our own family was talking to other families about what they would want in a book like this. And one thing that was definitely mentioned was, well, I've got little kids. They have short attention spans. And other people said, well, my kids are a little bit older, and a lot of the Advent resources I find are geared toward the youngest children, and I want something a little deeper. Um, and, and all these things made sense to me because I've got the teens. I've got the ones in the middle. I've got the little ones. Uh, so that was something we very much had in mind in writing this book. We wanted to make it something that was fresh year after year, something that can grow with your family. So we have questions. As part of the daily reflection, that little ones can answer 
sort of like reading comprehension questions. Did you understand the Bible story I read? But for older ones, they can dig deeper. Um, they can they can answer on a deeper level. So that was something that was very important to us, just coming from our own perspective and then because of the answers I got from other families. Yeah, I think that's uh, fascinating. Uh, Carol mentioned uh, that she teaches sixth grade RE and um, in a in a world of religious education, you know, it's like you've got this 30 minutes uh, every right. week to try to encompass, do a teaching and then um, bring it home. And as, as we all know, as parents, we are the main catechist for our children. Uh, yeah. But, you know, and our religious education should be supported by what we do on the week to week basis. But we, you know, that's just not the way things really are. And uh, so well, I think a lot of a lot of parents feel that they are at a little bit of a loss because maybe they feel, you know, I didn't really have the religious education. Maybe I should have. And I'm not sure that I can practice this devotion because I don't know why Jacob is important during Advent. You know, I, I don't know how Elijah points to Jesus. And I, one of the things we did with the book was to make sure that even for somebody who doesn't know very much and maybe is is learning alongside their children, it's all here. So we ask a lot of questions in the text. We also provide the answers because not everybody is coming from a place of having um, been raised with with Bible study or with catechesis, with good formation. Oh, I'm so, one of them. <laughs> you know, one of the things you can do is be willing to learn along with your children. And I think if they see you excited when that light bulb moment happens, that's really good for them. Oh, I agree uh, 100%. Um, I'm, I teach uh, youth group. I'm in the high school mm-hmm. uh, catechist and um, just... We don't take time as a family for parents to share their faith experience, whatever it is. And you can do a teaching on what you don't know just as well as something that you do know uh, for for a parent to just simply talk about who their confirmation saint was and why they chose it. Whatever that is, is an opportunity to talk to your uh, teenager about your faith, and it puts them in a... uh, one-on-one level playing field. Uh, Carol, you teach sixth grade. Yes. And how does that coordinate with the ages of your children? Uh, Towards the latter end. So my oldest is a junior and my youngest is in fifth grade. So, um, and then my two, let's see, ninth grade and eighth grade are the other two. So it's really kind of smack dab in the middle. But Mm -hmm. yeah, their attention span is not great. But the thing is, is that something that I learned... um, going through RCIA and helping out with RCIA is that you learn so much when you teach it. Mm-hmm. You, you may, I, I, there's so much about my faith that I did not know until I was asked to do a presentation on it or talk about it or something. And, and then to teach somebody else that is just, you learn it so much better and do the same thing with your kids. You, they may ask a question that you don't know. You may not know everything with the Jesse tree or the the ancestral and and the lineage and all that type of stuff. But if you look it up with them, especially with the older ones, you can Google with the older kids. The older kids can Google for you. You See, learn Thaddeus, together. It's okay to Google. Right, I guess so. 
Just right. Now I know. Well, I think putting aside the time to do that speaks louder in many ways than even the words that we're saying. Um, when when our children of any age see all the time we spend maybe preparing the house, preparing the food, preparing the gifts, without seeing us set aside that time during Advent to to prepare our hearts for Christ, that speaks volumes. So I think maybe just the action, just the commitment of the 5, 10, 15 minutes a day to the Jesse Tree devotion or other devotions during Advent is really important. I agree. Uh, so, Susan, let's say we've got a listener who we've piqued their interest now. We've talked about Jesse Tree, the, something maybe they've never even heard of before, and they're uh, leaning in closer to their radio and they're interested. <laughs> so let's uh, let's do some Jesse Tree 101 and uh, equip <laughs> this family to uh, get started on the Jesse Tree devotion. What sure. materials and things like that that they might could gather and it's not an overwhelming so, event to accomplish. We're, today's only Wednesday, so we can get this going, that's guys. That's right. And, you know, I I have had devotions for Lent or Advent that I didn't start until a week into the season. And, you know, we still got weeks of spiritual benefit out of them. So if you, if you know this isn't going to happen by Sunday, I think that's okay. Mm-hmm. So um, our book, The Jesse Tree in Advent Devotion, really contains everything you need in terms of daily scripture citations. So you would read a scripture passage from whatever Bible you prefer, whatever Bible translation you prefer. And then for each day um, after the scripture that you read, there's a reflection for that scripture. So for instance, I am looking at Moses. Um, You would read from Exodus, and then there's a reflection about the passage from Exodus, then there's a prayer. So you end with prayer, and the prayers are drawn largely from the liturgy of the church, from the church fathers, um, traditional prayers of the church. There's some prayers from St. Ignatius, etc. So it's also a great way to get your kids familiar with some of those great spiritual traditions of the church. So you can see that that might just take five or ten minutes. If you want to dig deeper, there's catechism citations for every day. Um, some people are using these in the classroom. Some people are using these with their teens. So the little kids just do the beginning, uh, the reflection, the prayer, and then they send their, their teens off. Okay, now I want you to read this, this passage from the catechism and tell me about it. Mm-hmm. But that's really up to you. So you have your guidebook. Then you need ornaments. So this is a physical devotion, like a lot of like a lot of things in the Catholic Church, there's this incarnational aspect where there's something to look at, there's something to hold, to touch. Um, so for every day, you have an ornament. So for instance, as I mentioned, Moses, the ornament is going to probably depict the Ten Commandments, two tablets. So every day, your kids can take turns putting the day's ornament up before you read the scripture. Um, what's Advent without kids fighting about whose turn it is to blow out the candles? <laughs> put up the Amen, sister. The you know, so you got to have that part. <clears throat> um, once you put the band-aids on from the wounds and everything, then you can go on and burn. On the- <laughs> <laughs> so you do need the ornaments. You need, um, and there's a place to buy the ornaments that line up exactly with with our book. It's linked on our website, jessetreedevotion.com. So there are ornaments available. 
that you can purchase. Some families would like to make their own. You can make one a day. You can make your whole set. It just depends on how much time you have, maybe if you're feeling crafty or not. Mm-hmm. So you do need ornaments, and you need a place to put them. So some kind of miniature tree. Some people put them on their actual Christmas tree. We have a banner that has a tree on it with little hooks. We put ours on there. There are many ways you could do that. Yeah. Um, I apologize that along with our technical glitches of not being able to reach you today, I had the uh, your devotional. Um, I brought my phone rather than printing it out because I'm a <laughs> nut about recycling and uh, didn't want to. Oh, uh, right. Not, I don't want to mean that it would be a waste of my computer ink, but. Uh, <laughs> I understand. And so I can't pull it up on my phone and talk to you about some details, but it. I do recall there being a coordination with the O antiphons. Oh, yes. Yeah. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Yes, I would love to. Every day after you have, as I said, your scripture passage, your reflection that helps you kind of digest that passage, then there's a prayer. It's really your closing prayer for the devotion. And once you get to the end of Advent, um, the Church has the tradition of the O antiphons. So we decided for this book to make your daily prayer for the last week of Advent each day mm-hmm. is the O Antiphon for the day, um, because that's another beautiful tradition, and we've we've been doing both in our family for several years. But it is it's a lot. So you get your kids together. We always do this before bedtime. So it's time for prayer. Okay, kids, we're going to do Jesse Tree, and then you know. December 17th is when the first O antiphon begins. Like, oh, also let's do our O antiphon. We had a whole separate thing we did for that. So we decided to combine them because a lot of families might not even be familiar with the O antiphon. So now it's all in one. Um, It's just your closing prayer for that day as an O antiphon. Yeah. Last year, uh, Thaddeus and I worked on uh, some spots here on the radio and uh, Thaddeus, didn't it include some suggestions for the meal yeah, it was some su- some uh, suggested special meals that go along with the the theme or the the idea right. connected to each day. Because you know, each uh, title. Been, mm-hmm. Yes. Tell what the so o- these, explain what the O antiphons are, Suzanne. Yes, briefly. we didn't do that, did we? The O antiphons come from the liturgy of the hours. They come from, um, I believe, it's vespers for the last week of Advent, but. Most Catholics would be familiar with them, even if they've never heard this term, O Antiphon. Right. If they think about the song, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, the verses are loosely based on the O Antiphon. So, O Emmanuel is the last O Antiphon. Um, O Root of Jesse is, I think, the second or third. O Adonai, and ruler of the house of Israel. O Wisdom. O Key of David. So these might sound familiar because they're part of that very well-known Advent song. Yes, as a pastoral musician, you only get to sing the first two verses of the entrance song (laughs) at Mass. (laughs) Unless you decide to sing it at uh, communion, (laughs) then you don't get to hear those extra. that is such a rich hymn. Yeah, it's beautiful. If you sing the the whole thing, is is just These are all, yes, titles, titles for Jesus, titles for the coming Messiah. Yeah, very thankful shout out to Steve Angrisano who put a contemporary version of uh, Emmanuel also for the uh, 
contemporary music listener, but and I also want to let our listeners know I'm looking at JesseTreeDevotion.com yeah, right website. now. Beautiful website, beautiful website, and yeah. I assume it's keyed to Eastern Time. But just if, in case you were wondering, there are 32 sec, no 31, no 30 <laughs> seconds, nine minutes, <laughs> ten hours, and three days until the beginning of Advent. You have an Advent countdown timer on your website. Yes, my husband did that. I I'll just say that. <laughs> That sounds like something Eric would do, I love it. even though I've only had yeah. one interview with him. That sounds like something he would do. When I saw that, I thought he was joking and he was going to take it off before this night went live. But there it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's there. I love it. Love it. So can you tell us a few other things about your website that would be uh, interesting for our listeners? Sure. Um, some folks, if you haven't seen a, a Jesse Tree guidebook before might enjoy looking at the sample pages there. It's just to see what it's like. This isn't something to be overwhelmed by. It's simple. Um, so I think it, it, that's that's one of the nice things. Just take a look at a page. You'll see that it's really one open page per day. Um, you've got your symbol on the left and on the right then your scripture citation, reflection, and prayer and, and opportunities to dig deeper. So. Um, one of the, I believe it's the Elijah Day that is um, shown there on the website. And, and that is one of my favorite reflections because one of the problems we saw in other guidebooks was that the reflections often didn't point us to Jesus. They were about something else. And so with Elijah and the Raven, I remember in one of our guidebooks, it talked about how people need to take care of wild animals. Like we need to care for them. We need to care for animals as stewards of the earth, which however true that may be, I don't believe that's God's main message in the story of Elijah being fed by the ravens. And, and our book really with every scripture passage tries to show how it points us to Jesus. So our passage of our reflection about Elijah talks about how God always provides for us. And he provided the most important thing of all for us, of course, our salvation in Jesus. Just as he provided what Elijah needed, he provides what we need. And so um, that will be that'd be great. I'm glad that's the sample page. I think it's a good one to look it at. It is. Uh, I really liked it. And um, within um, this devotion to the Jesse tree, and then you also coordinate with, <clears throat> excuse me, coordinate that with the Advent wreath in your family also. We tend to separate it because we usually do, we do our Advent wreath at dinner time since they're on the table, probably true for most families. And then we do our Jesse tree at our youngest children's bedtime, mm-hmm. which for 20 years has been 830 at our house. <laughs> uh, we always do bedtime prayer then. So just during Advent, it's Jesse tree. Got it. Uh, maybe we could talk a little bit uh, about an Advent wreath and uh, maybe uh, something that's... Uh, not unfamiliar to our listeners, but maybe the details involved within the uh, Advent tree uh, that we could share a little bit about what we do know um, about an Advent wreath and how we can yeah. incorporate that. I love the Advent wreath. I My father passed away in 2005. Oh, God rest his soul. Every year when my husband, I have the same prayers. My family uses the same prayers that that my parents used when I was a child. And Every year when, when Eric 
reads those prayers, I hear it in my father's voice. Oh, that's beautiful. I can hear my father's voice saying those prayers. And that's the kind of gift we give to our children when we practice these devotions year after year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really something to hang on to, and it's something I think that gets that, that takes root very deep in the heart. And Suzanne, we only have about three minutes left, so just so you know, because our, our timing got a little bit messed up today. Thank you. Yes, yes. So I would I would definitely encourage your listeners to practice these these devotions and really make them traditions in your home. I agree. Um, and and I would I challenge myself. Um, Advent, I do look forward to it every year as I've learned more and more about it and. Um, you know, there's a cute little uh, YouTube called Advent in Two Minutes, and it has mm-hmm. this infectious little almost uh, Linus sounding piano to the back of it and it gets stuck in your head over and over again. But um, I was very blessed to remind myself to be present in this season, to be present to people. Um, I was leaving my house. I see my neighbor, uh, who's a deacon in our church, at his mailbox, and I just waved and went on to go to my brother's house. And I'm like, no, turn around, go back, and be present. And we we sat in the uh, driveway and talked for a few minutes. Um, And that is my personal challenge uh, to myself when when you think of someone, that's an inspiration of the Holy Spirit. I was driving to town yesterday. There's a little curve. And when I was like eight years old, my older cousin went off the road right there and wrecked mm-hmm. his car. He was fine and all of this. And I'm like, oh, I could just like see the car sitting there. So I picked up the phone and called my cousin. And, you know, you always have mm-hmm. to start out with everything's OK. <laughs> Hi, how are you doing? <laughs> and, um, you we know, need those... that. we need that humanization of our days. Exactly. Yes, we are busy. Yes, these things are important, but they can't overshadow every minute of our day. And so I I encourage us all to to be present, uh, use this time of Advent in the the best way possible. Um, Of course, uh, looking forward to the joy of the pink candle and the all of that, yep. but remember uh, reconciliation and how important that is. Um, I love, love, love my Catholic calendar that you get. Every parish <laughs> in the world gets a calendar in the new year and yep. the wonderful information um, of reconciliation here in Bryan, Texas, College Station. We can go to confession several places oh, yes. every day of the week, and it's, uh, it's an such an important a, part of Advent that that we might. That's another thing we might forget, but that's a really important part of Advent. Absolutely. Well, I want to thank our listeners. I want to thank Susan Sammons. I want to thank Carol Witten for pitch hitting as co-host here. Yeah, wanna, awesome job, Carol. Yeah, thank, thank you so you. much. Thank <laughs> you for sharing all of your information. I want to thank our listeners, and I want to. Always remember that when choosing between the values of heaven and the values of earth, always round up. Suzanne, can you stay on the stay on the line with us for a few minutes? Thanks. Thank you.